Thanks for listening to the Youthology Podcast with Jeff Grinnell. Be sure to check out all of our available resources on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or online at youthology.com. Now, let's jump into the podcast. Thank you for joining us at Youthology Live. Every week, we have a discussion in the area of youth ministry and youth leadership, and uh, we choose a topic, and we take that apart theoretically sometimes, practically sometimes. And this week, we are dealing with the topic of abolishing racism. (laughs) Now, hang on. I realize that we are not going to abolish 400 years of systemic racism in America in 15 minutes, right? I mean, would that be great? But listen, we are in the midst of some difficult days right now here in uh, 2020 in America, and race and equality is a major part of almost every discussion. And so I wanna bring to you some real positive signs and principles that I see taking place and things that I think that are going to add to the healing in our nation, okay? I want you to think about it this way. To become a civil rights leader, you have to become a civil rights follower. Did you catch that? To become a civil rights leader, we have to become a civil rights follower, a student of the history of civil rights. Instead of uh, me as a white person, Uh, being comfortable with my history, okay? What about me becoming comfortable with human history and and ethnic history and racial history, okay? And I'm gonna get to that. I'm gonna get to some practical ways to do that, okay? But if we're going to become civil rights leaders, we must become civil rights followers. And I think some of these principles will help you become a civil rights follower, okay? Uh, Let me start with some statistics. I believe this generation is going to make an impact on this diversity uh, discussion, on this race discussion in America. And let me tell you why. Do you know that right now 75% of Gen Z, the teenagers today in America, 75% of them have a person of color a person of a different race or ethnicity than them. 75% in their close friend group. If you add their older brothers and sisters, the millennials, into that statistic, it's 80%, actually like 81% of the millennial and the Gen Z set have a person of color or different race or ethnicity in their life. What a powerful diversity in this generation, but it doesn't stop there. When you look at the Barna research from the last research study that was done in 2018, they show that 51% of Gen Z, this teenage generation today in America, is for the first time in American history, the most diverse generation. As a matter of fact, 51%, the majority of Gen Z is non-white. I think that's fantastic. I think that has something to do with the healing that's going to take place in the next decade in America. I believe that. These statistics prove it. I believe this generation is going to usher in the greatest diversity growth we've ever seen. 
So how do we do that? What, what are the principles behind? How does that happen, right? I'm going to give to you several, um, about seven or eight principles that I believe lead to uh, healing this issue. Let me say this. Uh, let me give you an example here. Um, is it easy to label America a drunken nation because 50,000 people are killed by drunk drivers every year? Does that make it, should we label our country uh, a drunken country because of that statistic? Uh, how about this? Is our country a terrorist country because we've had uh, terrorist attacks on our soil? Does that make the entire country a, a, a terrorist country? Um, what, about, what about this statistic? Half of our marriages end in divorce. Does that mean that we are a divorced nation? You see where I'm going with these generalizations? How about this one? Are we an ignorant nation? Is America dumb because uh, our teenagers rank at the bottom, listen, at the bottom of the top 10 countries when it comes to academic scores? So does that make us a dumb nation? Listen, I think sometimes we throw out generalizations that are a minority, a insignificant few, when really the conglomerate or the majority does not reflect that. Now, I'm not talking, I did not say there isn't racism in America. Please don't jump there, okay? There is systemic racism in our country and we have to do something about it. That's what this talk is about. But I want you to see the positive signs in this, okay? So, uh, let me give you, let me, let me list those for you. Number one, Goodness. <laughs> I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, uh, not my neighbor, not my friend. I'm not always good. But hear me. Stamped into the design of every person is goodness. It is the character of God, the breath of God. Listen, it doesn't matter if they're Jew or Gentile. It doesn't matter if they're uh, Asian or European or Latino or African or Caucasian, doesn't matter if they're left-handed or right-handed, doesn't matter. Every person, seven and a half billion people on this planet have goodness in their heart because they were created by God. They may not believe that, they may not be born again, but every person was created by God. And to me, we have to capture the goodness in there. I know we lock our doors at night, I get that. But we have to capture the goodness that's in the heart of humanity. Number two, another principle that I think will abolish uh, racism is diversity valuation. Do you know that Gen Z, this generation, I've already shared the statistics, but Gen Z cares about the color of your skin? <laughs> Did you catch that? I know some of us say things like, well, listen, I don't care what color you are. I don't care where you're from. Let me tell you something. I think we should. I think it matters. I think your history matters. I think your upbringing matters. I think that your, your nationality, I think your ethnicity and your race matters. And Gen Z believes that. They think you matter because of that unique design, that unique stamp of God in each person's life. And so I believe in this growing diversity valuation, the value of diversity, okay? Number three, subgroups. Um, Diverse subgroups change the culture of the larger group. 
Okay, let me break it down this way. Um, the diversity in subgroups in America is a beautiful thing, such as athletes. The, the athletic industry, in, uh, whether it's at the high school or the college or the AAU or the professional level, athletes uh, from all kinds of races and ethnicities are thrown in the locker room together and they're thrown on the field together and they're thrown in the court together and they're on the bus together and they travel together and they have meals at each other's homes and they share their kids know each other's kids at that professional level you know all of this diversity in a subgroup actually adds to the culture listen of the larger group and so we need to value subgroups more Listen, we don't all want to become the same, okay? We don't want unanimity, right? We, we, want, we want unity, okay? And so I think the subgroup diversity adds to the culture of the larger group, okay? All right, um, number four. I'm gonna get like four, five, six, and seven, these next three or four. I wanna get really practical. Um, and I wanna say it like this. You should follow diverse people in your social media, okay? Follow a diversity of people in your social media. Man, that is an education. It is an education for you when you follow people who are not just like you, who are outside of your neighborhood, who are outside of your language, who are outside of your upbringing and your background, right? I think that if you will learn to follow people of diversity in your social media, it will help you, it will help the, it will help you feel another person because social media is about feelings, right? Maybe they're not always right, uh, but social media is about feelings and following people of another race or um, ethnicity is, is like an education in itself. Listen, read uh, number five here, um, a real practical area. I want you to read up on on race history, on history and ethnicity, on the history of this melting pot in America. Um, I think that reading diverse, um, uh, diverse books and magazines and following you know, websites, I, I love to follow different podcasts and different people in podcasts. I don't always listen to the same person. That kind of diversity and reading is an education in itself. You know, I mentioned the, uh, the, the book last week, uh, Gracism. What a fantastic read. It was written about 13 years ago or so, 2007-ish, uh, by David Anderson, who shares this idea of anti-racism. You've seen that term a lot now, right? Anti-racism. And he coined that term, Gracism. Um, racism being partiality, okay? inequality, and then gracism being grace and mercy and how we treat each other, inclusion, okay? So it's just a powerful read, that book, Gracism by David Anderson. I also posted several other uh, resources for you to read, and I'll make sure that they're posted in there too, okay? Um, number six, um, another like practical area. There's this thing going on right now uh, called the, uh, uh, hashtag the gray challenge, okay? Hashtag the gray challenge. And so I want you to pour yourself into media and programs, television shows that will be an education for you. I just watched 
uh, Just Mercy. I've watched Selma. These, listen, these kinds of programs, the creative arts, take you to a world you're not used to. I caught myself watching uh, just recently, uh, Just Mercy. I caught myself wanting to call my friends uh, of color, my, my, my friends of diversity, different uh, ethnic, ethnicity than, than myself. I'm in the middle of the show. I wanted to call and be like, dude, I love you. I just want you to know. And, but I got so wrapped up into this because creative arts has a way of taking you into, into a world that's not your own. And for you to see the wisdom, listen, the wisdom that I saw in uh, Just Mercy blew me away. And so programming can really help you. Okay, let, let, me, let me do one more, um, and that is theology. Okay, one more huge influence in abolishing racism is theology. It is, listen, theology is the study of God. Theos, God, okay, and then ology or the study of God. Listen, the Bible has a flurry of verses that support the individual unique design of every person. Listen, it's difficult to get into this now, but from the Old Testament and that, and that, uh, and that system of slavery and servitude, okay, which crossed racial lines and really brought many people to serve who could not take care of themselves. Listen, there's a whole teaching there, okay? All the way through the scriptures into uh, Jesus and Paul and James and John, okay? Each of them, let me, let me finish. John in the Revelation, every tribe, every nation, every tongue together in this massive multitude, this throng of people. James, the brother of Jesus, in James chapter two, said if a rich man comes in and you tell him to sit there and a poor man comes in, you tell him, you sit back there. Have you not judged with evil motives? And then he goes on to say, do not commit the sin of partiality. Okay? Paul uh, dealt with the Jew and the Gentile. Paul dealt with this, this uh, massive diversity that existed in the first century in the Roman Empire. And he broke down the dividing walls between them. That was his language. That God in Christ Jesus broke down the dividing wall between all of these races. It's so much power. But let me take you to Jesus on this as we finish. Let me take you to Jesus. In John 17, we also see Jesus in Matthew 5 and in Matthew 7 dealing with this topic. But to me, the staple the center of Jesus' words is his prayer in John 17. In John 17, Jesus' recorded prayer was for all of us. He was praying for humanity, for mankind. And this is what he prayed in John 17. The entire chapter, uh, 26 verses, is a prayer. The whole chapter is a prayer. But I'm gonna take you into the, toward the end of the prayer. He says this in verse 20. I do not pray for these alone, the ones that are around me, my disciples, right? This, this posse of mine. I do not pray for those alone, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, through their ministry, through their work. That's the rest of the world, okay? He says this, I'm not just praying for my disciples, I'm praying for everyone. 
that they all, say it with me right now, all, right? I know it sounds like maybe I'm preaching, but yeah, anyway, say, say that all, that they all may be one. Put your, put your finger up, right? That they all may be one. As you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me, that they may be one. All of them. Listen, what a prayer. That needs to become our prayer because I truly believe if we're going to be civil rights leaders, then we must become civil rights followers. And all of these lessons, I think, all of these principles and these signs that I talked about, I think these things will help you take your ministry to the next level. Take your life to the next level of healing. I truly believe that systemic racism, okay, systemic racism can be dealt with, with uh, by systemic gracism. And that's what Jesus was talking about, that we would become one powerful. Isn't it a great, some great teaching there? Listen, take these signs. Uh, I'm going to wrap this up right now. I'm, I'm praying that this will help you become uncomfortable a little bit, right? With things that we should be comfortable with. Maybe you'll learn some language, some phrases. Um, don't forget, go to the website, youthology.com, or go to our socials, click on the link tree. The link tree will take you to YouTube where you can watch this, take you to iTunes podcast where you can listen to it. And then the manuscript will be on youthology.com and you can read it there, okay? So I hope this is a blessing. Abolishing racism in 15, 18 minutes, okay? Listen, God bless you. Thank you for tuning in. and We'll be back with another topic next week. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Be sure to check out all of our available resources at youthology.com or any of our social media pages, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or YouTube, all at the handle Jeff Grinnell. Have a great day.